0: Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of I Know Why the Nick Cage Bird Sings. The podcast where we...
1: <laughs> you, you got it. You're, you're doing it.
0: The podcast where we watch every Nicolas Cage movie in chronological order, rank them, rate them, and talk about them so that you don't have to. My name is Hannah, and joining me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Steve.
1: Wow. What that was that was flawless, was it? flawless. Yeah, <laughs> Hannah asked me if she could intro the podcast. I didn't week. ask; I just did it. No, no, no. She asked permission. She begged. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Glad to have you with us. Mm-hmm. We are going to discuss this. You're week all thrown what off movie... now. I know I am. I don't know how to start, but uh, we're going to discuss a movie called Kiss of Death. It is a 1995 movie starring our boy, of course, Nicholas Cage. He's not the lead. Uh, the lead is actually David Caruso and Samuel L. Jackson. But Nick Cage sure plays a big part in this movie. And generally speaking, it's, uh, it's actually a remake of a 1947 film. I think Hannah will probably get into that in a minute. But it's um, about a, an ex-con or an ex-criminal who kind of turns on his old criminal buddies to get a lighter sentence is essentially the gist of it. And Nick Cage plays one of those criminals. Mm-hmm. So uh we're going to discuss that in a moment in more detail but first what are some of the numbers the rating system that got it right here mm-hmm.
0: so kiss of death on imdb is a 5.9 out of 10 okay and a 68 percent on rotten tomatoes
1: okay so kind of middle of the pack mm-hmm. of what we've seen yeah, and I don't, I don't think it has a Metacritic, but those those come up pretty rarely. So if you're new to the podcast, welcome. What we like to do to start is Hannah will tell us a little bit of a behind-the-scenes story for the film to get us going, to get us excited to talk about the film. So what do you got this week, Hannah?
0: Got a few things going on in uh, our boy's life. So I, I'll, I'll first start by talking about the film being a remake of a 1947 movie. Mm-hmm. So the movie that came out in 1947 has a bit of a higher rating scores than the 1995 version. It's oh, a really? 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb and an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah, that's, actually, that's pretty significantly higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It seems... We didn't watch it, um, but it seems like the plot is mostly the same. It says offered parole from Sing Sing in exchange for information about one of his old partners in crime, a jewel thief hmm. reluctantly cooperates with the district attorney who's yeah, so trying to take down the, a violent murder.
1: In this movie, uh, they play car thieves, and mm-hmm. they uh, run a chop shop to tear apart cars and sell the parts and stuff like that. Anyway.
0: Yeah, jewels would be a bit outdated i think yeah the, do people even steal jewels and, oh my
1: god everything was so much more extreme in the 90s <laughs> <laughs> everything had to be we're stealing and selling fast cars and there's strip clubs and there's cocaine because it's the 90s and everything's cool
0: mm-hmm.
1: what else you got
0: so are you familiar with the razzies
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> do so you want I, to
0: explain to our listening audience
1: yeah yeah so the razzies are the opposite of the oscars meaning that the razzies every year are people are nominated for the worst movies of the year. And when did the Razzies start? Can you look that up for? I'm going to. I'm okay. also going
0: to look up if Nicolas Cage has been nominated for any of I'm any Razzies sure for has. any of his performances, specifically the ones that we've seen so far, because I haven't seen that yet.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not sure when the Razzies started. They may have started in 95. And so I usually like to look up a bit about what the movies that we've seen, what they've been nominated for, whether it's an independent film award or if, uh, rarely a Golden Globe or, or a... Uh, academy award but this one had one nomination and when you click on it on the imdb page you find out that david caruso was nominated for worst new actor i think it mm-hmm. was because well, he, he just left movie TV. actor okay because he was, was on
0: what csi miami no nypd he,
1: nypd blue i think um so he he joined csi miami l- much later mm-hmm. uh yeah, maybe late 90s early 2000s was csi miami okay he's the guy that in CSI Miami he's always got a pun he's like well I guess you could say the proof is in the pudding and he rips off his sunglasses and then goes yeah wow you know what I'm talking about yes okay (laughs) (laughs) you were just kind of staring at me blankly like where is this going (laughs) (laughs) so when did the Razzies start
0: 1981
1: oh wow okay a long time ago so what about Nicolas Cage I can't imagine Nicolas Cage has never been nominated. He has to have been nominated several times. But has he been nominated up to this point?
0: He has never won.
1: Oh, wow. He's never won a Razzie.
0: He has never won a Razzie. That's incredible. He has been nominated 11 times. Whoa. And we have not seen any of those movies yet. Okay. So I'll keep them a surprise yeah, for the future. Okay.
1: Please do. That is, that is it pretty It won't surprising. be for a while. Okay.
0: Another 12 years until. Ah damn. He gets a Razzie.
1: Damn, okay. Or nominated. uh, nominated, He gets the nod, the golden raspberry. So I forget who it was. I want to say it was Halle Berry or maybe... It it was definitely a well-known female actress. In the same year, she won an Oscar and a Razzie and and went and accepted both.
0: (laughs) For the same role?
1: No, for different roles. So I think it might have been... Halle Berry because she won for Monsters Ball and I Was think. Was that
0: Catwoman the same year or something? It might
1: have either been Catwoman or it might have been like Flintstones where she played Oof. like the secretary or something in the oh Flintstones. My. I can't quite remember. We might have to look that up later just to satisfy my own need to to know to these know kind of weird things about movies. But yeah that's definitely happened and I'm really surprised that Nick Cage hasn't won one throughout his entire career. The movies that you know were released in a lot of cinemas that people would have gone and seen. The blockbusters like yeah.
0: Moonstruck. Right. Like Racing those, Arizona. Those
1: all had success. Like He did a lot of indie films that mm-hmm. nobody saw and then yeah. therefore wouldn't know to nominate for a Razzie.
0: Fair is one of the standards for Razzies that it has to be like a mainstream blockbuster movie.
1: I don't think there's really a standard. It's but it, it does really base itself around pop culture, like what what people are, are talking about talking about mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, and the I'm Razzies sure it's
0: bigger now. Oh, in, yeah. with social media.
1: Yeah, the Razzies will do more interesting categories as well. Uh, they'll do things like worst uh, group dynamic or or, or worst hmm. uh, plot and stuff like that. Like they, they'll do obscure uh, awards.
0: Categories. Categories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cool. So, yeah, you got to love the Razzies.
0: <laughs> no, that's really funny. Yeah. So we just mentioned that Dave Caruso was nominated. He didn't win the Razzie. Uh, but <laughs> everything that I read about this, everyone's just like shitting on Dave Caruso's performance. Yeah. He was not received well in his foray into film for the first (laughs) time. But Nick Cage, every critic loved. Yeah, and we really liked him too.
1: We did, yeah. So not, to, you know, obviously give too much away. You're listening to this podcast, so we you know. say this
0: every week. We're like, spoiler. Yeah, it's like, it's like you're listening because you want to hear about
1: right this. for this 25 year old movie that you're listening to this <laughs> because you don't want to watch it. <laughs> exactly. We watch it, so you don't have to. But so yeah, no. Nick Cage was genuinely like because he plays kind of one of the main antagonists. He was genuinely terrifying at yeah, certain points, absolutely.
0: And it was kind of a breath of fresh air in comparison to the past few movies we've seen because they've all been like comedy i guess
1: yeah because after what was it vampire's kiss no was...
0: after um deadfall
1: oh god well so or in between yeah. that may have been in between a couple well which one was the one where he was like oh my god i love being in comedies
0: was it I th- the one we had watched a lot oh no it was uh it could happen to you right
1: well no so after one of those the first comedy that he did he said oh i love that it was i was made in arizona laugh. right Oh, it might have been Raising Arizona. So he was like... We, we mentioned it on the podcast. Mm, yeah. He's, he said, I love making he, like, people laugh. Off on
0: people laughing. <laughs> yeah.
1: So he was like, I want to do more of that. And then he made terrible comedies like mm. Guarding Tess. Oh, God. <laughs> Lord. A comedy of manners. So anything else about behind the scenes stuff or any any other kind of critic stories or where Nick is at in his life?
0: I have a few things. Ooh, All right. What you got? So I guess he's gotten over his fear of being interviewed because mm. if like moving forward from here, he has and I mean, also that could be just, it's difficult to get a, an interview of anything like a recording on YouTube from before 1995. Yeah. That may also be fair. Sure. But, uh, moving forward, I've, I know that there's a lot of interviews on YouTube of him. So, not only am i able to read articles but i can also watch the videos which i find more fun because like i think we saw one once where he just acted like a total lunatic it was a nightmare
1: on, the, on that stage <laughs> that poor interviewer oh my yeah. god
0: it was the leather jacket what was that wild at heart
1: yeah yeah because yeah, he it said was. this
0: leather this jacket is symbolic of my belief in personal freedom <laughs>
1: <laughs> christ that movie was terrible <laughs>
0: So I was able to watch a few interviews, out two actually, um, from this movie, Kiss of Death. The first, I don't know who was interviewing him. It was like kind of edited together. It's just him. Um, but here are a few quotes from, from this interview. He says, an actor can help but get into the head of a character, but you don't want to get too far into it.
1: <laughs> I feel like he's already done. He's gone way too far into characters already. Mm-hmm
0: oh for sure sh- oh please <laughs> which think w- about vampire's kiss he ate oh my a god. cockroach
1: oh yeah that's true <laughs> and he wanted Lived to go get car. a car re- and he wanted to go get a real bat
0: <laughs> he wanted to get a real bat oh my god there's so many other stories yeah. that we've been through yeah um so his character's name is little junior brown which mm-hmm. what did i say that's it's not an oxymoron it's a it's just redundant, I guess.
1: Well, no. So his father is Big Junior Brown, that's so that's that's an oxymoron. is Big Junior,
0: mm-hmm. little Junior is just redundant, right? <laughs> <laughs> so he says, little Junior Brown isn't evil. He's like a lion raised in the jungle. He doesn't really have a choice because he was raised to be that way. But his personality is a big horrible baby. <laughs> he said his words, not mine.
1: He's a big horrible baby. Big horrible baby. Okay.
0: Then he was on Letterman, and let me tell you, this was an absolute shit show of an interview. Really? Yeah. So, Letterman starts by saying that his personality, that uh, Nick Cage's personality always tends to come through in the movies that he sees of him, which, yeah, like this yeah. is why we're doing this podcast. Absolutely. And Nick doesn't really respond directly to that he turns it on dave letterman like he's still really awkward in these interviews he gets a bit better as his career goes on but he's not used to doing this so he's really uncomfortable in this so he says he goes he says it's dave's world and we're all living in it but just the way that he says it i'm trying to think if i can even replicate this Mm -hmm. he like puts his hands out like he's like he's not painting a picture but like like a rainbow Uh, you know what i mean like like showing a rainbow with like the spongebob
1: meme of the imagination exactly okay
0: but he goes it's dave's world we're all just living in it that
1: sounds so much like him (laughs) oh my god that is perfect
0: (laughs) and uh before the interview dave letterman sent nikeja letters asking him to stop being such a woman
1: And then, Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, no. It doesn't make sense. Nick Cage sent that to No, no, no. Dave
0: Letterman sent Nick Cage a letter. Huh. And Nick Cage pulls it out of his pocket, this piece of paper. Trust me, this this interview doesn't make any sense. Okay. (laughs) Pulls it out of his pocket and starts to read it. And it says, hey, Nick, looking forward to having you on the show. Stop being such a woman. And then out of the fucking blue, a woman... (laughs) Some random singer, I'm not sure who she was, comes out and starts singing uh I am woman, hear me roar. What? I don't know. <laughs> Why? I don't know. What what? What? I don't I don't know. That is so odd. So they dismiss her and did then did uh, it did, like, i don't know steve right, this is all on. i know
1: okay hang on i'm asking you a question did it seem like it was letterman's idea or nick's idea? letterman's idea really yeah okay
0: because nick was nick heard music and assumed that it was going to end soon and also assumed that it wasn't live that it was just like recorded
1: yeah. and then
0: he looked surprised he like turned around and there's just this woman like short like stocky short hair hmm older probably like 60s she i i might be incredibly ignorant and she could be like a famous singer or something and i don't know i'm i know i've pretty decent you know musical knowledge so i have a feeling that i don't know who she is
1: um i trust you on that so
0: i don't know so she was just singing that's so weird that was weird and then for the rest of the interview i think they were supposed to talk about kiss of death but Mm. they got into a tangent about um, Nicolas Cage's marriage to oh, Patricia yeah. Arquette, which I've been teasing for a few episodes now, yeah. but it's 95 and they finally got married. And I've got some stories for that as well.
1: Oh, beautiful.
0: Oh, yeah, a lot for me today.
1: Yeah, a little, ro- a good robust opening, which is good.
0: Okay, so I mentioned in the few episodes ago Um, about how they met and how they started dating Mm -hmm. i will give a brief recap of that Yeah, what is that so she was 19 and he was five years older than her and met her at a deli in la and told oh also he was with crispin glover his buddy crispin glover (laughs) 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 are
1: they still friends
0: I don't know if any more, but at this time they were in the late 80s. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, because they met in the late 80s, right? Right.
0: And, no, they met in the early 80s because they met when they were in... um...
1: No, I mean Patricia Arquette and Nikki met in the late 80s. It was like
0: they met in their first...
1: I know. That was like, what, 81 (laughs) or something? Yeah. Yeah, it was um, Best of Times. Best of Times. And then once again for Racing with the Moon.
0: Correct. So... In the late 80s, Patricia Arquette ran into Nick Cage and Crispin Glover at a deli in in L.A., and they both told her that they were going to marry her. Oh, both of them told her?
1: I don't don't know if I knew that.
0: Mm -hmm. I don't think I mentioned that last time. Okay. So she was 19. He must have been 24 at the time. And Patricia asked them to provide... uh, Patricia... Okay. Nick Cage asked Patricia to provide a list of things like a quest For him to find and bring her in order to prove his worthiness as a spouse to her. So she played along and she asked for some seemingly impossible items, uh, such as J.D. Salinger's autograph, a black orchid, which apparently doesn't exist, a Lisu tribe wedding costume, and a Bob's Big Boy statue. So she jokingly, I guess, was saying this like, oh, well, since you both of my suitors, Nick Cage and Crispin Glover, whoever brings it to me first, I'll marry that one. Sure. So Nick Cage, one by one objects started delivering them to to Patricia Arquette. Instead of a black orchid, he found a purple one and then he um, spray painted it black.
1: Uh, I did something like that once. So there was this girl in high school I had a big crush on, and she would collect those um, flip-flops from Old Navy that you could get for like a dollar.
0: She collected them? So
1: she had them in every color. Cool. Yeah. And And she always complained that the only color that they don't make is orange. There's no orange, which seems like a standard color. So for her birthday one year... I went did out. You get a pair of white ones? I bought white ones, and I spray painted them orange. And there might even still be like orange spray paint on my parents' garage floor this day because I didn't put newspaper down because <laughs> I didn't know I was an idiot. I was in. I was in you high were school.
0: Like, oh, I'll just wash it off.
1: Yeah. And so I gave I gave it to her, and she she freaked out. She loved it. It was great. And then apparently she put them on at home, and just the paint started chipping off in her carpet and stuff like that.
0: Plot twist, guys. That was me. Um, it was I, not. we just kidding.
1: We did not know each other in <laughs> high school. We didn't go to high school
0: together. <laughs> Yeah, so they were going to get married in Cuba. They were stalled in Mexico. And he had a public meltdown at the airport, and they both decided to move on. So then he had that girlfriend, Christina Fulton, and had a son. Right, right, okay. So flash forward to 95. Mm -hmm. uh, Same LA deli that the uh, quest was delineated. (laughs) in the late 80s. where the quest was begun Yeah, exactly they ran into each other again and Patricia Arquette said that she needed to be reassured that the depth of his love would be as brave as before
1: oh Jesus Christ
0: <laughs> so apparently it was doesn't say how she knew but whatever <laughs> they got married atop a cliff in Carmel California which I believe the city of Carmel mm-hmm. I think the Either he was the mayor or just owns the city. It's Clint Eastwood's, like, like oh. it's like it's like an Eastwood town.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool.
0: I didn't look that up. I just knew that. Ooh, look at you, Thank Smarty you. Pants. Yeah. Well, you know what they say. I don't know. <laughs> Nothing. They don't say anything. Um, the only witness to <laughs> the lovers' nuptials were a former police chief from the city of Carmel, Carmel. I don't know how you say it. Sure. And a pod of sea otters.
1: <laughs> did did the sea otter sign the marriage certificate?
0: Apparently, <laughs> no. I don't know.
1: Well, so how how can they be married with only one witness? Doesn't there need to be a minister probably, and a witness? They
0: probably went to the courthouse or ah, something. Okay, it was probably just. But their... this was like their wedding.
1: Still, there was only one person there.
0: I don't. You know,
1: <laughs> this is Nick Cage and Patricia Nick Cage Arquette. and Yeah, you're right.
0: Some Odd birds in Hollywood.
1: That is true
0: bizarre duo in the 90s
1: wow okay so they got married
0: yeah um patricia arquette popped the question to nick oh she arrived dressed head to toe in black vinyl carrying a big purple wedding cake this was <laughs> the moment that nicholas cage realized that he was with the right woman and this was also <laughs> the moment that they both realized that they are unworthy of this blessed union their words not mine jesus so um, that's that. Okay. If you know anything about Nicolas Cage, he is no longer with Patricia Arquette.
1: <laughs> He's had like four marriages since <laughs> her.
0: Um, They split up in 2000, but that's five years. So they gave it a good years. five
1: years. That's like, you know, times seven because it's like dog years for marriages in Hollywood.
0: Oh, for sure. <laughs> so honestly, shocking that they lasted that long. Yeah. I, those nuptials. Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah, I agree with you.
0: Wow. Maybe we should, when we get married, we should mm-hmm. have a pod of sea otters as our witnesses to bless Absolutely. our holy marriage.
1: I'm sorry, are like we theirs. dating? Have we mentioned that on the podcast? Do I know you? <laughs> Do we know each other? What's you your name screen. again? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh my god, get out of my house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and just looked at her computer screen and then looked back at me, all shocked. <laughs> oh my god, get out of my house, she says they yeah. heard it you heard it you know <laughs> this is another i i feel like i say this every week but it's another week where i'm fighting a massive hangover <laughs> we went out with you're some. you're
0: not an alcoholic
1: no 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 we went out with some friends we both went out with some friends last night mm-hmm. and we have friends i believe it was hannah's idea to mm-hmm. buy four, my, to buy idea. 40s <laughs> we
0: bought 40s and miller light
1: <laughs> like idiots
0: <laughs> i don't know it was fun it was great
1: yeah Okay. okay that's that that's um, that for behind the scenes for behind and... the
0: scenes and let's get into little junior brown because he is a <laughs> curious character
1: yeah it's really interesting so like we were saying the movie is kiss of death from 1995 uh based on the previous movie so <laughs> right off the bat in the beginning of this movie we get something kind of that we i thought was funny and i rewound a couple of times because it says starring david caruso and then it's on the screen, it says, and in alphabetical order, starring. <laughs> and it lists everybody else in alphabetical order. I was like, did I really see that right? And then it's also... The,
0: the first person listed, though, has a last name that, be, that begins with the letter E. So right. we were like, oh, shit. Is Nick Cage not actually... Are we watching right, the right. wrong movie?
1: Yeah. So And then the next person's name is like something Baker Hall. So I thought Baker Hall was the last name. So I was like, E... B. b and then the <laughs> next one like began with like a, an another h, h like, Helen what's Hunt happening? and we're like they're not doing it in alphabet why would they put alphabetical order put all this effort into it and then not put it in alphabetical order but no Nick Cage just gets the last billing mm-hmm. so like the like, senior billing and with yeah yeah
0: or also starring or something. exactly
1: exactly you see that sometimes so the movie is essentially about David Caruso's character Jimmy Timmy I don't Jimmy. Even remember
0: Jimmy Kilmartin Martin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's such a mobster's name. like. But it's... J- so I was going to save it for the end, but I turned to Hannah at one point in this movie and I said, you know, this movie is exactly what Deadfall wanted to be.
0: And absolutely.
1: So, like, it's this kind of, you know, really straight-laced, clean white guy who's, like, the best criminal con man in the world who pulls off this one last major con mm-hmm. and there's, you know, other gangsters and then the cops get involved and... and you know it gets complicated, but so that that's what Deadfall wanted to be, and really just whiffed. They just missed it, and this this movie I think did pretty well with it. So it opens up with
0: um, also Kill mm-hmm. Martin. That I the only time I've ever heard a last name with the prefix of mm-hmm. Kill is mm-hmm. like Kilpatrick. Is Kill yeah. Martin a real name?
1: I think it's it's pretty common in like Irish and, yeah. and Celtic names to have Kill in front of it. I don't know what it translates to, but I've heard of like Killgrave as somebody's kill last grief. name oh yeah, yeah i've heard that mm-hmm. so it it happens but it's like of course the mobster's name or like the criminal's name is kill, kill something. something yeah exactly <laughs> it's like it's too easy so uh there's there's a couple of like comic book characters who their last name is kill something like they're they're villains they're clearly villains. <laughs> <laughs> so The movie opens up and we find out that, uh, what's his name, David Caruso has recently gotten out of prison. He's trying to be clean. He's trying to go straight for his wife and his young daughter, his wife played by Helen Hunt, and his cousin comes in out of nowhere in the middle of the night. Michael Rappaport, he's a really good actor. He plays kind of like a junkie, uh, criminal type guy. He plays him really well. He's popped up and stuff before. Um, You don't watch Friends, but he's the guy who Phoebe dated and then she broke up with him because he shot a bird.
0: Which
1: one is Phoebe? Phoebe is Lisa Kudrow. Oh, yes. <laughs> so she's very, like, she's vegetarian. She's anim- she's animal, like, rights forward, and she's dating Michael Rappaport, who is a cop. And they're cuddling in the morning, and the birds are singing outside their window, and they're having this beautiful morning, and it's a great relationship. And she's like, everything's perfect. And he goes, yeah, except for one thing. And he pulls out his gun, and he shoots. <laughs> And he shoots the bird so that the bird stops singing, so like that's his kind of big moment on friends and it's wow. really it's a really funny scene anyhow. so he's in this movie, and he is the one who's like David Crusoe, we got one more job. I need this one more job if you don't help me out with this job Ronnie Ronnie oh. Ronnie is his name, yeah, yeah Michael oh. Rappaport. yeah, so
0: he's Ronnie was on friends,
1: yeah, he was in like two or three episodes, okay. yeah, as cool. Phoebe's boyfriend so yeah <laughs> anyway
0: things I <laughs> wouldn't know anyway <laughs>
1: yeah hannah's never seen friends so anyway so he his cousin he, he brings him in for one last job you know they're gonna steal a whole bunch of cars and then take it to a chop shop where they're gonna take tear the cars apart and sell them and you know uh, sell the parts and, and that type of thing mm-hmm. so that's their criminal enterprise and his cousin the whole time is like you have to help me with this otherwise little junior brown's gonna kill me little junior brown's <laughs> gonna hurt me you get you have to help me I, I wouldn't be here if i didn't have to kind of thing so so they, we're
0: anticipating his arrival early on
1: absolutely so they get to i think it's like a navy yard or something that they've mm-hmm. got all these trucks like yeah. you know you'll see him down the highway or something the trucks the tractor carry, trailers yeah yeah the tractor trailers holding like a bunch of cars within them and this is where we get our first look at nicholas cage in this movie and
0: holy he hell buff
1: he's he bulked up for this movie he like really did he's been in good shape like in pretty much every movie up till this point but he is like he's
0: massive he's He's just big big.
1: yeah yeah and he's been
0: like cut in a lot of the other movies mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. he's just Large and in charge in this one.
1: Oh, absolutely! And he's wearing like a, a white cut off. Uh, he's wearing he, like a button up shirt only with the sleeves white. cut off. Oh yeah, it's all white all the he's time. He's got a
0: few quirks to this character. I I really I thought it was a fun character. Yeah,
1: absolutely! <laughs> and like I think the way they did the makeup on his eyes too, it made his eyes like look really like sunken in. in. Yeah, and he like gave his crazy eyes that. I he's think known when we're for. done,
0: I I I wrote down like all of the quirks to this character, and it'll mm-hmm. be a really nice way to like sum up the mm-hmm. podcast by like listing every like like oddity about little junior brown okay
1: yeah i like it <laughs> let's do that oh i'm looking forward to it now all right <laughs> so he's just massive and he like it's just kind of standing there overseeing everything and he pulls out an inhaler and he starts like you know uh, squeezing the inhaler like and yeah you know. but it, it was an, again another quirk of his so- i don't know if
0: i've ever watched a movie with a character that had asthma before
1: um i'm sure that there is one somewhere that i can I just think of like, a, like think of.
0: a lame teen comedy mm-hmm. where like a weird kid has right. like an asthma attack or something
1: right right yeah like he depicts asthma in a very serious way <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but so let's see so the reason david caruso basically has to be there is because they had a driver and and he but he showed times. up and he and he, he showed up drunk and he couldn't drive he passed out in the car so nick cage physically takes this guy pulls him out of this like semi truck this tractor trailer like way up high and throws him down like on his head too that must have been some hell of a stuntman or hope maybe a dummy but if it was a dummy it was, it was a really it was a realistic it look, mm-hmm. looking dummy but okay so a stuntman so, like, that was one hell of a fall that and guy took.
0: not Nick Cage, obviously. Oh, it wasn't Nick? Well, no. I thought
1: we could see his face, but I don't Two recall. Two stunt
0: people were performing those stunts.
1: So. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> well, so the camera must have been on Nick's back. Well, mm-hmm. the stuntman's back. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. So I, th- I thought he was facing yeah. the other way. So I was like, holy shit, Nick actually. Nick, okay. Nick
0: Cage wouldn't perform a stunt like that. Or no director would allow. He put Chris Coppola. If he were directing this movie, would allow Nick to do whatever the fuck he wanted. Yeah. But this movie had a real director. Yeah, or... and a real director and a real producer would never allow an actor like that to perform such a dangerous stuff
1: Right. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. My <laughs> other example was going to be when he put the prop gun in his mouth and pulled the trigger in Birdie, but um not Birdie. Vampire's Kiss. <laughs> but that's because not a that real. Also, didn't have a real director. <laughs> not a real movie. <laughs> Oh I
0: forgot yeah. that happened.
1: So anyway, uh basically David Caruso and the gang, they're all driving down in their tractor trailers, and Nick's like, get it done. They get pulled over by the cops, the cops bust him, and the drunk guy, he well, David Caruso pulls the drunk guy back into the truck with him. He's like, We can't leave him out here. So the drunk guy wakes up when they get pulled over by the cops, he pulls out a gun. And shoots through David Caruso's hand, which was pretty. Well, good David effort.
0: Caruso throws up his hand yeah. to stop the bullet. Exactly. Yeah. So he sacrifices his body for the plan.
1: <laughs> sort of, but it's still, you know, uh, Samuel L. Jackson is one of the arresting officers, so it still goes through, his through his hand, hand and nicks uh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson just under the eye. Like it gets it, it gets him like right there in his mm-hmm. eyeball. Mm-hmm. So every within the commotion of the gunfire, everybody else, Michael Rappaport or Ronnie and all the other guys, they get to run away. Mm-hmm. And uh, so David Caruso gets taken in. And then that's where the whole plot ensues of like, hey, we'll lessen your sentence if you give us some names, that kind of thing. But, you know, a lot of stuff kind of happens in between that we don't really need to discuss. No. Uh, Helen Hunt plays his wife who takes uh, an early leave. She dies kind of like mm-hmm. within the first 10, 15 mm-hmm. minutes of the movie.
0: So uh, once she dies, then Dave Caruso is like really ready to... Just have vengeance.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She dies like through uh,
0: Ronnie. Ronnie, Michael, Michael Rap-, Rap. Yeah.
1: He, he, like, um, you know, kind of ensues the death of his wife. So that's why David Cruz was like, all right, I'll give you names now. So this is like a few years later. He's like, I'll give you some names and I want you to nail basically uh, Little Junior, Br- Ronnie and Ju- Little Junior Brown. So. <laughs> we find out as well that little the the junior browns have <laughs> they have a strip club as kind of like their front for their criminal
0: what is it called again
1: uh baby cakes, baby cakes is the name of their strip Cute. club yeah 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 <laughs> so we do see nick cage in the strip club and he is bench pressing a stripper <laughs> he is he is so this is before this is somewhat of an earlier scene i guess but but so he's bench pressing a stripper and he's like dad look i'm gonna do 40 i'm gonna do 40 and he bench presses <laughs> it's her like 40 a little times. kid like dad yeah. look
0: what i can do and then does something unimpressive yeah. but he's bench pressing a stripper
1: absolutely yeah and i forget the guy who plays his dad but i've, I've seen him mm-hmm. in a he's couple of things. he's one of those old guys he's another one of those guys who's always been an old man <laughs> you know he always shows up as an old man
0: well you've i mean it was 95 and he was old so right. you have probably only ever seen him and exactly that
1: he was old <laughs> right but it's like that guy from Step Brothers that we talked about last week <laughs> yeah. and the week before yeah uh, michael Rappaport is being creepy with helen hunt at the strip club and that's kind of like how they start they start hooking up, basically, and then she gets in a car accident. So that's how she dies. But there is a pretty decent scream in this scene. It's probably, it's definitely not the best one. But Nick Cage does scream.
0: Now, fuck off. Mm, and I yeah. forget
1: what context that is in, but I do like that he said fucko. But he also, also in this scene, he gives like really good crazy eyes to uh, Michael Rappaport. I think it might have been like, hey, leave. Like he wanted Michael Rappaport to leave and he's like that's what it was it's when he's got the the cutouts in his shirt oh yeah mm-hmm.
0: let's talk about that
1: right i was like why are you not reacting to that
0: i was still looking
1: <laughs> I, know, I know but yeah so that's how the scene. that i i don't write down if you know a ton of <laughs> details so i was kind of, and i'm struggling from a hangover but <laughs> <laughs> so michael Rappaport and helen hunt are trying to have a drink at the bar even though helen hunt is like before a, a recovering dead. alcoholic before she dies yes <laughs> yeah i know we kind of spoiled that she dies we have this all in We're out of order skipping a, a bit around. it doesn't matter yeah it really so, doesn't matter so after he's bench pressing the stripper he sees that Michael Rappaport is being a little creepy with somebody else's wife who he knows is somebody else's wife he put, oh and he
0: knows that dave caruso saved him yeah, and everybody he, else. he took the fall took, like yeah yeah, exactly. yeah,
1: yeah. so he goes over and he's that's what it is is he's like hey why don't you leave and michael rapapur is like no not until we finish our drink or something and that's when he screams now fucko and it's a good screen, it is a but good screen. also when he stands up, we get a good look at his outfit.
0: So, like I said before, he he exclusively is wearing white. So oh, yeah. he's wearing like a white tracksuit in most of the scenes, mm-hmm. but he always has a wife beater on under the tracksuit. And I th- we've seen him in so many of these white tank tops oh, in yeah. these movies, Countless. but never have we seen him in one with intentional cutouts. On the on the sides, like yeah. on like the waist, I guess. Yeah, like, there's like the haunch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: like right on like your almost like your oblique area. Yeah, there's two like on either side. Like there's
0: big circle, like, like softball size cutouts. circle
1: cutouts. Yeah,
0: but they're not like cut out with scissors. No. It's, it's there's elastic around them. It's like it's designed for somebody
1: with four arms.
0: <laughs> it honestly looks like something that a stripper would wear.
1: Kinda. Yeah, he probably just <laughs> borrowed it from one of the strippers in the strip club. So that is a high contender for best dressed in this oh, episode. I loved that. That was so great. So, once David Caruso decides that he wants to turn on everybody because he wants to turn on everyone so except for his cousin Michael Rappaport so that people will in, you know, out in the wild people will say like, "Oh, well,
0: it if, can't be Dave Caruso cuz he would have turned on his cousin."
1: Yeah, yeah. So, like he he uh ratted on everybody but his cousin so that people thought that his cousin was the rat basically right, right. so that's essentially what happens they all kind of figure that out and there's a very quick scene of nick cage jumping rope like oh yeah out, <laughs> out, out in some like parking lot while his dad and some other people are talking about like oh, it had to be Ronnie, he's a real daddy's boy oh my god yeah so, that's, so they figure the cousin's the rat, so they go over to the chop shop, the shop that his cousin runs, uh, David Caruso's cousin runs. And again, wearing all white, looking good. And he's like, you know hey, he does this weird dainty wave in the beginning. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, go look at what they're doing with the cars over there to this guy named Omar, who's going to come up later. But this guy, Omar, he's like, oh, go look at what they're doing with the cars and he does this really like dainty little pushing wave yeah. with his one hand. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to explain it. I'm doing it now, but you can't see that. <laughs> so
0: like he's showing someone his ring. Mm-hmm. You know what I
1: mean? And then, and then pushing flicking, out. Yeah, like,
0: <laughs> flicking mm, upward.
1: Oh, geez. Mm-mm-mm. Get over there. <laughs> but so which is just so funny because he's so terrifying in every other scene except Mm -hmm. he does that little wave
0: Mm -hmm. Mm. he has he has some more quirks that make him more human i think yeah yeah i guess (laughs)
1: so he ultimately pulls michael rapaport and a few other guys sorry
0: i just remembered what? something else he does later oh that.
1: later in the movie <laughs> yeah. okay okay so you he pulls michael rapaport and a few of the other guys into the office and he draws all the curtains and he, they're all wearing ponchos. ponchos and we're like oh shit something's about to go down so they pin down michael rapaport and nick cage he put what song does he play he puts a song and he's like i want you to listen to the lyrics it's a. Uh... I can't. I can't think of it. I know we have to look it up.
0: Yeah, it's, it's jump around my house of it's pain. Jump around. That's
1: <laughs> right. And this was right after the scene of him jumping rope too, which I thought was very fun. <laughs> so
0: jump around. Jump. Jump around. around. Jump up, don't jump up, jump up, get, get down. down. like <laughs> murdering this guy the, he's just the pu- And he's just jump beating
1: him to death. That's all he's doing with his bare fist He's beating this guy to death. And he does have he a... He goes,
0: owie, at yeah, some point. Yeah, <laughs> he
1: does say owie when, when he, like, shakes off his hand after he kills him. But before he kills him, before, like, right as they're pinning him down, he does have a really good scream. And the song's probably in the background, so, you know, but he says... So that's a that's a good scream right at the beginning there, but it might be a little kind of convoluted with the with the music in the background. So he kills the cousin by punching him to death, and the next time we see him is he's back at the strip club and he's kind of jumping up and down and he's crying and moaning. This is, it. This, <laughs> is, this, is a, this is a great scene. So the reason he's doing that, we find out that. his daddy's dad yeah so david caruso's still in prison and david caruso's like how can i get out of here and they're like well we want you to give us little junior brown because he's going to be the next big mob boss because his dad just died and then they cut to nick cage (laughs) like just jumping up and down like doing little kind of hops crying and moaning and then somebody comes somebody random comes up to him and is like hey man what's wrong and he's like he punches him in the face and says (laughs) he screams (laughs) Uh, inexplicable highly nouveau shamanic we'll oh yeah well i mean you know we might not have to play the whole thing well, because it with... is pretty visual that scene it's true. but yeah
0: just when you hear it picture him just like hopping up and down yeah
1: yeah so the cops uh, agreed to to release david caruso from prison they said but we want you to wear a wire and talk and, and get uh nick cage to talk mm-hmm. so he goes to the st- so david Crusoe goes to the strip club nick cage has a very intense smoldering look at david Crusoe right in the beginning uh, you pointed that out when we watched it mm. intense
0: and like you said i think the makeup around his eyes to make them look more sunken in especially that mm-hmm. his father just died he's in a bit of a oh, depressed yeah. state
1: mm-hmm so, he's, uh, yeah,
0: he's quite frightening. looking.
1: Oh, yeah. He's terrifying in this movie. Like I said, he's genuinely terrifying. And he's like, huge. When he's beating that guy up and like there are scenes where he'll. He'll like grab somebody by the neck and like hold them up and start choking them out and stuff.
0: I just have never seen his arms that big. Massive. He's just big. Oh, huge. Look up a picture.
1: Oh, yeah. I'll probably put one on my <laughs> oh, on, the on the Instagram. So you can check our Instagram as well. I know why the at, I know why the Nick Cage bird sings, <laughs> N I C K. He he and David Caruso sit down and they start talking to each other, and they're just a couple of dudes talking about asthma and you know just shooting the shit. And, is
0: this is when we hear about uh, his distaste for metal.
1: Uh, <laughs> no, that's later. We'll talk <laughs> about that. It's like the next scene. But so they're talking about, and then Nick Cage also says something along the lines of. Yeah, you know, my dad just died. I heard your wife died recently. I'm sorry to hear that. And he goes, he goes I wonder,
0: what do you think's worse? Yeah,
1: what's worse, losing your wife, or your dad, and and uh, Nick yeah, and David Cruz and is he's like, like well, I
0: don't know, dude. Like, depends on the relationship yeah. that you had with them.
1: Yeah, you know. And then <laughs> David Crusoe is like trying to end the conversation, and he's just like, ah, well, you know, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And Nick is like, goes,
0: whatever doesn't, what, what, what was that?
1: Can repeat that.
0: Whatever doesn't k- kill. And then he's like, "Oh, whatever doesn't kill you make you makes you stronger. Whatever doesn't kill you, makes, makes you stronger." Oh. Mm.
1: Mm. It was very like Anchorman, like, "Oh, when in Rome, I'm not familiar." Yeah.
0: <laughs> he's like, "Never heard that one. Oh. Where'd you where'd you hear that?" Yeah, you come up with that. Dave Cruz is like, "No, it's just it's like a, just a phrase people say." He's like, "Whatever doesn't kill you, makes you stronger." Mm. Mm curious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's another moment like that in the next scene, but before we leave the strip club, there's this park. gets really before intense we actually. Leave the strip yeah. No, this park is We're really, all everyone, we're everyone all there. is
0: there. We're all in it together. We've
1: got the dancers, they're here with us. We've asked them to oh remain my. silent.
0: This what? scene.
1: Yeah. Oof. So, there's a really drunk guy at the strip club and he on his way out or something. He like touches a stripper which you're not supposed to do. So he gets so She freaks out. She freaks out and there's kind of a commotion and Nick Cage says, "Bring him over to me. Bring the guy over to me." And the guy's like, "So, sorry, sorry, I am drunk. I'm just really drunk." And he goes, "Put your hand down he on said, the table." He "Which hand did you touch her yeah. with?"
0: Put, put it, it down on the table. Put it flat on the table. And we're like, fuck, he's going to cut he's this gonna dude's cut hand, his hand off or but his it, finger or something. Yeah.
1: But instead, he's like, to David Crusoe, he's like, do you have any cigarettes? Can you bite one for me? So he lights a cigarette. And we're like, okay, so he's going to burn out this cigarette on this guy's hand, which would still be pretty intense.
0: And Nick Cage the whole time is talking to this this guy. He's like, very intense.
1: Yeah. He's really playing it up. He's drawing it out. He's making this guy freak out a says, little bit.
0: do you know how much skill and talent it takes to get up there you know how difficult do it is what those women yeah. do do yeah. you know how hard it is to be what they are so we're then, like, oh my god, he's gonna kill this guy! Yeah, oh, he's
1: gonna murder this guy because he looks so terrifying. But then it just cuts to like, all right, and now on the main stage, <laughs> Pete or something, and it's it's the he guy in like his, his briefs. Underwear. Yeah, and he's like t- forced to dance like this chubby guy forced to dance on stage. And
0: camera cuts to an cage, and he's like giggling.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he like winks at him. Yeah, <laughs> and you know all the guys are like putting money in the guy's <laughs> underwear and stuff like that. So it was it it took kind of a a
0: light turn a light
1: turn there. But then. Uh, David Caruso's like, oh man, you've got a pretty good operation here, huh? And Nick's like, Nick's like what, the what are you fuck talking about? What are you, what are you talking about? Like, he gets really pissed. So David Caruso excuses himself, goes into the bathroom, he's throws like, away he's his like, wire. Shit,
0: I know, I just blew my cover.
1: Absolutely, he, th- he quickly throws away the the out police the window, wire. Yeah. yeah, out the window. And Nick Cage bursts in, kicks down the stall doors, and hear's another great scream. He goes. uh what? and he's got a really passionate scream and Mm -hmm. then he sees he's not wearing a wire and he's like nah you know i just was trying to compliment you or something and nick cage gives him a nice little hug he's like i'm sorry it's been a tough week
0: (laughs) it was a good little i just lost my dad
1: yeah yeah and he's like why don't you take a drive with me and so this is this is great because so they get in the car together so much we learn a lot about nick cage in this next scene so david caruso and nick cage they're in the car and nick cage goes hey uh do you know what an acronym is and David Cruz is like, what? What? He's like, you know, letters that stand for something like T G I F or F B I. And David Cruz is like, Oh, okay, yeah. Like David Crusoe didn't know what an acronym was, and it's just two guys talking about acronyms and fucking idioms. They have no idea what these things are. And and Nick is just like, I live my life by one. It's called BAD B-A-D. And it stands for Balls, Attitude, and Direction you gotta love that so basically when they're in the car and they're talking about acronyms they <laughs> <laughs> they're
0: learning about the english language
1: yeah learning learning about the english language so the metal thing comes up actually in the next scene i was mistaken i'm sorry but so what they're going to do is they're going to meet omar again so omar is the guy who buys the cars from nick cage so nick cage's operation is that he goes and steals the cars and then sells, sells them, them to, to omar. omar so they meet omar and omar's like hey you've got some great stuff here and nick cage says always do like he does a really high-pitched voice out of nowhere
0: he's a weirdo and he, and he like
1: waves his hands in a funny way too like similar to like doing the dainty little wave mm-hmm. that he did so that was a nice little nouveau shamanic moment a nice acting choice by nicholas cage so then <laughs> i wrote down this because throughout the whole movie david Crusoe has a young child so he's out of prison now And he actually marries the uh, babysitter. Basically, she was she was an adult, an adult babysitter. Like, yeah, their neighbor said they get married, and he comes back. David Crusoe after this wild night comes home to his now wife or or whatever, and uh, they're talking. And he's like, "Hey, I'm working for the cops," and she kind of turns away. Like, seems like she's upset about it. And then the (laughs) screen fades to black, and then they're just talking like they're naked in bed, like you know, after they like. Like they just like, skipped a sex scene. Yeah, that they had sex. Yeah,
0: it was weird. It was really weirdly it was, we paced. We watched this on HBO. Yeah, like HBO has no qualms with showing nudity. Well, yeah, the we scene be- the scene before club. were strippers in it. Yeah, so I was like, what, what?
1: It was really strange <laughs> how that was like directed and edited. Yeah, yeah.
0: And we had to watch the full theatrical version, right? Had it was on have. HBO. Yeah, exactly. We didn't watch this on some like, you know, illegal. Like, <laughs> yeah website
1: yeah so i don't know let's just move on uh so they're at the strip so they go back to the strip club again and david caruso's there again i think he's wearing the wire again so nick cage is like all right let's go meet omar one more time and they go and it's just omar he doesn't have his, his guys with him and nick cage is like go up to the car and uh you know just talk to him a little bit and David Crusoe's talking to this guy. It's actually... So Omar is played by Ving Rames, who's... Uh, Arby's, we have the meat. That guy. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's Ving Rames is uh, Omar. Yeah. So David Caruso's talking to Omar. Then out of nowhere, Omar gets shot in the head. And you see Nick Cage with the smoking gun there. And basically, Ving Rhames' brains are all over David Crusoe And he's, like, freaking out.
0: He's like, what did you do? What did you do?
1: Yeah, yeah. So... Then they just get in the car and they start talking about acronyms again. Hey, did you come up with some acronyms for anything? And, and he then, comes
0: up with one and, and
1: oh FAB is but is it's like
0: pessimistic or something. Yeah,
1: it's it's too yeah it's not it's not positive enough or yeah. something. So Nick's
0: yeah. like you need a more positive acronym. Right, you need to live your life by this
1: by the way, have I ever told you that I hate the taste of metal in my mouth? This is where like, their conversation the goes. <laughs> it's like my whole life, I have to use plastic forks and spoons because I hate the taste of metal in my mouth. And then he drops off David Crusoe, who's got brains all over him. And,
0: and he's like, hey, man, we should hang out and talk about life sometime.
1: Yeah. By the way, I've never told anybody that thing about metal in my mouth. So, you know, you and I, were real friends or something <laughs> like that. And it was like out of nowhere.
0: It was like he just killed a man.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah just shot him in the head and was like hey we should talk about life no sometime remorse. you're a good dude yeah <laughs> so this guy's terrifying so david Crusoe's obviously shaken and he goes to call one of his you know cop buddies samuel L. jackson or stanley tucci is the other cop that they're working with and uh so he goes to call him and then he gets abducted by ving rames or omars people they get to a garage and find out that Actually, Ving Rhames was an undercover federal agent who'd been working for the FBI this entire time to kind of bust this thing. But the State Department, that David Caruso, they didn't know, yeah. and it's this whole back and forth thing.
0: Like, like you said, it's it's what Deadfall wanted to be, exactly. With all these twists and turns,
1: exactly. So the next time we see Nick Cage is he's at the strip club, he's getting arrested because he killed a federal agent. Then we see him, Nick caged. He's in an actual cage. And he's in
0: a cage, and
1: he's kind of like I think
0: he's like a wild animal.
1: He's prowling like he around, yeah. Before, like he a lion,
0: thinks that he's a lion.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that in this scene where he's just in his cage and talking to his lawyer about you
0: stalking know. back and forth.
1: Yeah. So then, after a meeting between Nick Cage's lawyer and the fed the federal agents turns out that you know the federal agents don't have enough solid evidence or or what have you so they have to release uh nick cage from prison so nick cage gets released from prison we see him he's got you know his buddies around he's got paparazzi or what have you and stanley tucci who works for the state department he could do something about it but instead he decides to make a deal he with the federal agents he becomes a federal judge and in release and in return i should say he doesn't press any charges or press any further with Nicolas Cage. Uh, so then, <laughs> David Crusoe is, you know, obviously pissed that he, all of this effort and work and all of the shit he's seen, and, and at one point his daughter gets kidnapped, and you know, after all of this, he's like, Nicolas Cage still isn't going to be put in prison for all that, so he decides to go to the strip club and confront Nick Cage, and they bring up the metal tasting thing in his mouth again. And of course there's a big tussle between the two of them. There's a big, you know, kind of final fight. And David Crusoe pulls a gun on him and then the gun gets kicked away and the gun lands at the feet of the guy who, who was forced to dance on stage, which who uh, he just, keeps going back to the strip club for some reason right after that yeah so you know and then he kicks the gun over to david caruso and they are you know just fighting back and forth and there is a, a point where nick cage has like really labored breathing he's like <laughs> he his, uh, inhaler yeah yeah so there is a pretty big scream he's like just you know because they're in a fight there's like a big and then Turns out, you know, before David Crusoe went into the strip club, he had called Samuel L. Jackson and he comes down to the... Shows
0: up just in time. Yep.
1: And arrests Nick Cage because well, Nick, Nick
0: Cage punches Sam Jackson yeah. in the face, which he... That means he's assaulting a federal officer. So yep. then uh, Sam Jackson had grounds for arresting him. Yep. So they put him in the clink again.
1: Yep. They put him in the clink again. And then turns out David Crusoe was wearing a wire that whole time and he got Nick Cage to admit that he killed Omar and uh, then he can conf- David Crusoe confronts Stanley Tucci at a hot dog shop or hot dog stand, and he's Stanley like,
0: Tucci eats a lot of hot dogs, tons of hot dogs. <laughs> I think at least four. Oh really? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and they probably had to do several takes, so he probably ate a ton of hot dogs. So he's like, "Hey, I got the tape. You know, you can finally press charges on Nick Cage, Little Junior Brown." And, and and stanley <laughs> tucci stanley tucci's like nah i don't really want to do that and then david Cruzo pulls out another tape from a different wire he was wearing when he found out that or when stanley tucci revealed like that oh well I, of course i let him walk what's the what's the big deal guys like that walk all the time i'm gonna be a judge and then he's like i'll show this to the media unless you do something about it credits roll movie ends and yeah, that's that. That was good. Yeah, overall, like I think it was pretty good. Let me see what I have in my notes here. You know, I as I said, it was, this is the movie Deadfall wanted to be, and it just wasn't. Uh, it was overall pretty good. Omar's Ving Rames, <laughs> or Ving Rhames is Omar. Uh, that was a nice surprise seeing that in the credits because I don't really know him from a ton of stuff, uh, except the Arby's commercials. <laughs> Nick was genuinely terrifying at times, and we did note that, especially in the beginning, there was some really varying audio quality in this movie, we have a pretty good sound bar, a sound system in our house here. And I cranked it all the way up to 100 and could barely hear it in the beginning. And
0: then all the way down again. Yeah.
1: And then I had to pull it all the way down because there was like gunfire. And so there was,
0: weird. Yeah. Like-
1: it reminded me of Valley Girl where Valley Girl, there was just like running water in the background <laughs> and you couldn't hear things the entire time. This had a
0: bit of a larger budget than Valley Girl. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I would think so for sure. But yeah, so overall, I think that movie was pretty good. Any other closing thoughts? Oh, did you want to recap? Yeah, no, let's his, recap his, yeah, what do you got?
0: his uh, eccentricities. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a good word.
0: Nick Cage, when he's first introduced, jumps into a parked truck and throws a sleeping man out of it headfirst.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, he does do that. Although, um, but that was a stuntman, so.
0: Yeah, but his character. Right. He uh, bench presses a stripper.
1: He sure does.
0: He punches a man in the face until he dies.
1: Yep, he does that as well.
0: He has asthma, so after he does things like bench press a stripper or Mm. punch a man in the face until he dies, he needs to use an inhaler. Yes. (laughs) He doesn't like the taste of metal in his mouth, so he only (laughs) uses plastic utensils. Uh He is absolutely obsessed with acronyms. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. (laughs) When he finds out his dad dies, he reacts by jumping up and down and wailing.
1: Yeah, he does that.
0: And throughout the entire movie, he only wears white Mm. Um, he has a wife beater with an all white tracksuit over top and the tracksuit is cinched with elastic at the wrists and ankles.
1: Mm. Classy. (laughs) Such a good look. I mean, honestly though, like he was really good in this.
0: No, I I liked him. Yeah.
1: Which was, it's just kind of like weird to say. And like you said earlier, it's, it's a little refreshing at times when he's genuinely good at something. Absolutely. Yeah. And
0: he was huge. And for his next movie, which is, um, Leaving Las Vegas. yeah. Where he actually won an Academy Award for his mm-hmm. performance, he had to eat a ton of like fast food and stuff because he oh. needed to lose all the muscle that he put on.
1: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Interesting. Cool. Okay, so our next segment here, after we've gone through that movie, uh, is to discuss the Nick Cage awards, the best and worst moments of the Let's movie. Let's go. Best supporting actor for this movie? Who not do you think? Dave? Caruso, no, he was who won bad. a ra-
0: who was nominated for, a for Razzie. A Razzie.
1: Probably not Samuel L. Jackson either. I wouldn't
0: say so. Um, um, his daughter was really cute.
1: We can give it to the daughter. I liked she was her. cute. I don't think there Corinna. was a dog in this move, movie. No dog. Yeah. Anybody else that you think?
0: No. Yeah. Probably not. I mean, maybe.
1: I think, I think was something, fine. But...
0: S- something inanimate to give it to. Because <laughs> often I like to do that.
1: Samuel L. Jackson's tears. <laughs> oh my God. Because Samuel, I don't know if I said this already, but, but but because he got shot just below the eye, his tear duct <laughs> malfunctions, so he just always is crying out, out of his right eye. eye. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I, I, would, I would give it to the to she the daughter. Cute. Yeah, she was cute. Uh, best dressed is it the cutouts, those weird circular yeah. cutouts I in mean, the it's, sides? I
0: think it's just like the whole the whole deal
1: he's best dressed a lot in this movie
0: he, his outfit's just great in this oh movie. absolutely he's got gold chains on too
1: oh yeah and an end a goatee i don't know if we oh mentioned yeah we didn't mention either. the goatee yeah.
0: and he has short hair
1: yes very yeah, sure we
0: neglected to mention what his head looked like
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're so just focused his
0: body and his clothing
1: yeah. yeah absolutely what do you think was the worst scene in the movie
0: worst nick cage scene
1: worst nick cage scene yeah um oh, probably when, when or, he shoots father's uh, dead when he kills omar that's kind omar. of what i was thinking too yeah. yeah there's a there's a lot there's like kind of some because he says something
0: four... what does he say
1: uh after he kills omar? you mess with the bull you get the, you horns, get the horns and then so... he was like here he take some screamed, coke you know? he puts he puts a little vial of coke in his oh, yeah, pocket in his pocket in omar's pocket and it's like okay fine cool.
0: and yeah I don't yeah I would say that scene that scene not oh, including the rest of the drive though because I really right the that. driving
1: he, to that scene was great has a
0: bromance with Dave yeah, yeah,
1: I don't like the taste of metal in my mouth don't tell <laughs> anybody okay don't tell anybody <laughs> but yeah when he actually kills a, like that scene when they're there it was like okay yeah uh there are some kind of more of those throwaway scenes like uh when he's getting arrested or when he's in the prison or when he's no. released from prison where it's just kind of quick
0: it's no well let's give it to the okay. to the murder
1: i'm good with that that was kind of my gut instinct as well what do you think was I, the...
0: did we mention that mm. not only does he not like metal utensils in his mouth but also later in the movie dave Crusoe sticks oh, yeah. a gun to his mouth and he was like open up i know you love the taste of metal or <laughs> something <laughs> so he uses the knowledge to his demise
1: yeah that's why i don't he think he didn't make that up yeah he didn't make that up that was probably written into the yeah, into the movie definitely yeah. yeah all right what do you think was the best nick cage scene it's tough
0: it's really tough i know what the most nouveau schematic scene absolutely was. I we could just well. do that first
1: uh no let's do this in order um, what, what do we got here bench pressing a stripper maybe
0: that's pretty great
1: yeah how about when he ki- or when he kills the guy to jump around
0: <laughs> he does kind of sing it
1: yeah, he sing, he like sings a rap song, which is fantastic.
0: Mm, I love when he bench presses a stripper, though. Okay,
1: do you want to... Yeah, it's pretty that that's pretty iconic. That is pretty... It's it, pretty iconic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, that's fine by me. So that's the best that's, scene.
0: Yeah, I think that if you were to tell someone about... This movie describing either of those two scenes, the bench pressing a stripper would would you know, like right. make more of an impact.
1: Yeah, it would sell it more. Mm-hmm. It'd be like, oh, is that movie? Any like, good? Oh, he
0: kills someone to the tune of jump around by House of Pain. You know? <laughs> That's not Yeah, no.
1: No, but if it's like, oh, should I watch this movie? It's like, well, well Nick Cage, Cage
0: bench presses a stripper. Exactly. It's like Yeah. I'm in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Alright, I like that. So we can give that the best scene. What do you think was the best Nick Cage scream? You like to talk, you like to fucking talk, you fucking fuck. Yeah, I okay. like <laughs> Or you fuck, you fuck. Yeah. Whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then that way we also get that scene represented in yeah. our award ceremony Absolutely. here. Absolutely. Okay. And then finally, no surprise, what is the most nouveau shamanic moment? It's
0: got to be when he finds out that his father dies. Absolutely. So he just throws a tantrum. Yes. But the weirdest tantrum you've ever seen. He
1: does short little hops up and down and he moans and cries and then punches a dude in the face. <laughs> and he goes my
0: father's dead amazing
1: fantastic so yeah that's the most nouveau shamanic moment and that's gonna wrap up our awards i think we did that pretty quickly this time i think so too it was uh,
0: not, not too challenging
1: no where are we ranking this movie that's gonna be more difficult
0: i think so too i think pretty high
1: you think pretty high yeah top five high
0: or mm,
1: wow really okay
0: he's, so, he's pretty cagey in this
1: yeah he's but he's not in a ton of it he's not the star you know I what don't i mean care.
0: Ra- racing with the moon is so high
1: that's true that is true
0: but I, uh, I I think about that a lot and I'm like, oh man why is it so high but that was really like the first time that we saw him in his career doing anything that nouveau shamanic that was that one scene was wow.
1: Just, mwah, we
0: watched him many times we
1: re and ro- watched it a ton
0: that was what like the third movie we saw or something
1: uh racing with the moon was episode five yeah it was yeah.
0: really early in his career mm-hmm. and for him to have established his craft i guess or like not his craft but his um his nouveau
1: shamanic style it,
0: yeah exactly his yeah his acting style mm-hmm. so early in his career was was um, impressive to see yeah yeah, man. to see
1: a young yeah, man blossom <laughs> yeah. so i think so as of right now we have the genuinely good movies which are raising arizona and red rock west those are Where five are and six mm-hmm. so this might fall into that category yeah i think so even though you know um david caruso got crapped on for this movie but doesn't matter no it's not I, about him it's yeah. about nick yeah and he was he was genuinely good and then, I
0: think so, I think raising Arizona should be above it. Okay. Um, Red
1: Rock West is next. Then Honeymoon in Vegas birdie. No. So above those.
0: Yeah. Okay. Maybe in between Red Rock West and
1: Honeymoon in Vegas.
0: Saving or raising Arizona.
1: Oh, in between those two, gotcha. So it would be number six. I think that's fair. You think that's fair? I think it's it's fair to put it in this area. So I'm I'm comfortable with that. He's I'm not going to fight really you
0: on that. He's really cagey.
1: It. Yeah, yeah, but he's not like overtly cagey he's not like dead no no cagey. he's not
0: deadfall cagey yeah. <laughs> Jesus not much is
1: <laughs> yeah all right so we're gonna put it there that's gonna put this movie in the top six so that's wow pretty good i you know honestly i would recommend this movie if somebody were you know if somebody asked me about it what are some of the better movies that you've seen in this podcast so far i would say this was one of them it was pretty good it wasn't great
0: no but it was good i, I enjoyed it yeah
1: yeah absolutely so That's our rankings. So that's our
0: rankings. So I just want to say we are finished with a, an age, in Nick Cage's career. The Stone Ages. This is the Stone Cage.
1: The Stone Cage. The
0: Stone Cage is finito.
1: Finito. We are going to be now moving on to the Golden Cage. The Golden Cage. cage.
0: (laughs) What you've all been waiting for.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Starting
0: with leaving Las Vegas next week. Mm-hmm. which is a movie that Nicolas Cage was nominated and won his only Academy Award for.
1: We'll spend a decent amount of time talking about that next week, for sure. and then, uh... Maybe we'll
0: play his acceptance speech if it's oh, not
1: too long. Yeah, we definitely should. That's a good idea. I like that
0: got good ideas yeah
1: and then whenever um march madness gets started we'll mm-hmm. do a bonus episode somewhere in there we'll try to find some time during the week or something and, yeah. po- and post a bonus episode i think so i,
0: I think, think that's a good
1: idea. yeah and we'll, we'll maybe we'll do a bracket of best scenes or best screams or best moments for the stone or cage yeah because we're already ranking the movies mm-hmm. so
0: and it makes sense because this is we're a quarter of the way through mm-hmm. we'll we'll do four the east west north south however <laughs> yeah, four this divisions. usually happens yeah. four yeah. divisions yeah
1: we can come up with like 32 iconic scenes or something I like think that so. yeah cool
0: yay i know
1: we're doing oh it oh my hen. god
0: we're doing it all right we're doing it big yeah we are all right well since i started the episode and took your part <gasps> i think that it's only yeah ceremonious and uh fitting that wow. you, you can end it wow i'll give you that honor
1: wow and now you know why the nick caged bird sings mm beautiful.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. Take care. (laughs) Bye-bye.